0: In a world where options are limitless, but time is not, two heroes take a stand against injustice and overwhelming viewing choices, starring Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens, a podcast that lets you know what's worth watching and what's not. From the and Oakley Podcast Center, this is Binge or Cringe.
1: Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm...
0: Adam Cravens.
1: So I'm going to uh, not talk about Mulan because that's what you expect
0: me to talk about. And are we, we going to talk about how it's $30, but if I wait 90 days, It'll like it's, it's $0. Like, did, I, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. And like, I don't own a multi-billion dollar company and I didn't just buy 20th Century Fox or Marvel or Star Wars. So take what you will of with what I say. Um, I would not have told people I was going to do that um, until, I don't know. Maybe two and a half months in because mm-hmm. um, Mulan did not look cheap. No, like, I'm going to go ahead and say that film is 150, 200 200 million dollars at least. Like I'm going to want as many people as I possibly can to rent it at $30 and me saying it'll be free. If you'll just sit, you know how you've been waiting to see this thing since mm-hmm. March. Like mm-hmm. you waited like six months for it. You'll wait three more months. You can just, you can watch it for free. You, but you you should give us $30, $30 if, if you want to. Yeah.
1: So of late, and for me, it is my version of a podcast in that I rarely watch it, but I listen to it to the point where I have to keep listening to it. I mean, I just have to keep listening to it. And it is The History Guy on YouTube. And The History Guy is a guy named Lance Geiger. And uh, I love him. The history guy started his channel in 2017, and uh, he's a guy who has a history degree, and he loves history. But what he's doing, other than being – you know some people just have a great personality? Right. He just does. You I know, know some
0: people like that. Yeah. yeah.
1: He just does, and he's instantly likable and recognizable just because of the bow tie, which I don't know if he thought, hey, worked for Bill Nye, or he, he probably already was a, built, a bow tie-wearing guy. Anyway, he does bits of what he calls forgotten history, and they run anywhere from five to 15 minutes. There now, are none longer than 15 minutes.
0: Technically, if it was forgotten, how does he know about it?
1: Hmm. Point he, well taken. Is he a
0: time traveler?
1: For instance... it's um, not
0: a no. That was no, not it's a not. Denial.
1: For instance, uh, he talked about Joseph Stalin's daughter, who left and came and lived in the United States because she thought, you know, Stalin bad. I had no idea. Then again, I'd never studied Stalin, but she, you know, embraced America and all that stuff and he he talked about A lot of it has to do with.
0: I would also say that would probably not be the most interesting part of a war movie either. You know, just be like, and we cut away to a daughter living in America, living, living best life. Uh, Yes. Here she is at university. (laughs) um, uh, But back to war, back to Russia.
1: He tells this story. uh, You know, when George Washington died, uh, in his will, all his slaves were freed. Right? That sounds familiar. Okay. I knew that. But not all of them because some of them belonged to his wife. So technically, he couldn't do that. And the ones that belonged to his wife, uh, her favorite, who was, you know, traveled all over with her, um, uh, she fled to New Hampshire, even though they tried to go back and say, hey, why don't you come back and stop being free and you can come be a slave to Martha Washington. And then she's like, oh, that's a hard pass from me. Thanks, But, but I didn't know anything at all about this woman and her life, and as an older woman, she talked to journalists. So you have from her mouth what it was like to live with George Washington, and for her situation and her family, they were treated very well. They wore beautiful clothes. They lived in the house. So they had a different—they were still slaves, but—
0: It was a very different experience than—
1: But she wasn't free to make her own choices, and she says she regrets none of it. So you have her telling her story, which is real, never, never knew anything about her, and I find that amazing. You have uh, a, a story of a medium, and she was the last person to be tried as a witch. I am not a witch. I am not a witch in the United Kingdom. And this was around the time of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and Houdini and mediums, and it was just after World War I, so a lot of people had died, and families were looking for answers, and of course, people made money off of it. However, she was arrested and tried because she knew of a ship that sank because she talked to a spirit. And the government said there's no way she could have known that it sank. So she must have talked to a spirit. By the way, she didn't talk to a spirit. But I didn't know she existed. I didn't know any of this.
0: I, I also love that it's in the nineteenth century. Like, yeah. Are that no that twentieth century? I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: And it was fascinating so as much
0: as when you talk about stuff like that you're thinking about oh well this is the you know the 1700s like you know electricity and like running water didn't Mm -hmm. exist and that's that's just dumb but whenever you're sitting there conceivably there is someone that was alive Mm -hmm. like at the time of that that trial they could still hypothetically be alive today like that's what messes with my head. Because I mean when, when you say witch trials, I, I'm just like, nah, well, that's that's back when we thought if you bled people like with leeches, that also yeah, could... Winston yes. Churchill
1: thought she was great.
0: Th- I mean okay. that's that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like it's just th- that that's the part of it that doesn't mesh. You're like, wait, we were doing what? How long? Mm-hmm. I thought that stopped sooner.
1: So it's it's so so addictive. Um he has it broken down into uh, World War One, World War Two, medieval, this and that. They're just interesting people. He did one on Hedy Lamarr, who I know as a beautiful actress, which uh, she retired from acting, and she, what she did, she is responsible directly for the ability for us to have cell phones like
0: Bluetooth yes like it's ridiculous yes Yes. like when I found that out like I I really did do the what
1: and never saw any money from it Uh, her family has no money from it because she and her partner sold this to the Navy because they were working on torpedoes she would get bored on movie sets and go huh I'm gonna go home and build something I wonder how we can control a torpedo without having the enemy track it and the navy said, "Oh, we'll take your patent and sit on it for ten years." Hetty Lamar, fascinating, fascinating woman. So they're...
0: I mean, that, that's really like finding out, like someone on the cast of Friends, like cured cancer. Yes. And they were just like, "But I'm not gonna. You know what? I've already. I got this Friends money. Like I, I don't need to profit from it. Um, just sit on the patent, patent mm-hmm. for what? Let's let's kill cancer. You want to do
1: that? He did a great one, which. I already knew about, because uh, some of the classes I took in college, in case you didn't know, the Bible is the most widely read book in the world. Do you want to know what the third most widely read book is?
0: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You are correct. I am? Really? Yeah. For realsies?
1: Yeah. Oh. It's the Bible, the sayings of Mao Zedong, and then Harry Potter.
0: Man, that's got (laughs) to... Isn't that interesting? Man, Daniel Radkill has got to feel good. He's like, well, you know, I I didn't write it, but it was in that movie. That's that's fascinating. I'm I'm not unlike a religious figure. So it
1: talks about the different um, translations of the Bible and who translated it in what language it was written in and when it went to this and when it went to that and so on and so forth. And all of that's fascinating because I know, because I translated parts of it from Latin and from Greek, I know that the ones that I worked on, the teachers made a point of saying, this is the very simplest form of Latin for this and this is the New Testament in Greek, was the very simplest form of Greek because they wanted everyone to be able to read it. Right, so, you don't, yeah, yeah. But that changed that changed. A few hundred years go by, maybe a thousand, and it's like, oh, we would rather that the people not read this on their own. We'll just tell them what to do. So that was fascinating. Let's, well,
0: well, let's put this puppy back in Latin. How many people read Latin? Okay, yeah. that many? Okay, good, good. So
1: it was really very, very interesting how there are all these different ones. There is um, there is a, a copy of it, a rare copy, and it's called the He-She Bible, and I think this was... A King James version, but there was a misprint, and the misprint is "thou shall." Oh, I'm sorry, uh, "thou shall commit adultery." They forgot to put the "not" in. I'm sorry, that one's called the Evil Bible. Then there's a he/she where they put a he instead of a she in one of the stories, and so that's the He/She Bible, and just just misprints from the publisher. And I
0: mean, now to be fair, that's it's a big old book, like, yeah. um, but I mean, getting. The he she so much, maybe not as bad, but like saying things like thou shalt. You know, commit murder or thou. Sh- I think shout. somebody.
1: I think somebody was like. I'll see if they noticed this. <laughs> that's that's how I took it.
0: And then, like somebody's reading it one day, and they're like, "Oh, wow, life well, changed." I, I thought I thought adultery, murder, and covetousness were bad, but according to it says Litz. it. Hey guys, it's cool. <laughs> it's cool. We
1: we were misreading it. So the history guy, where there is uh, something that he can show, he does. Oh, I have to tell you one more story about the history guy. Okay, this is the one. That I've, I've already watched twice and it happened, I want to say it's 19, 1903, 1910, somewhere around there, 19 something in Canada. And as they're telling it, I'm thinking it's the story of Jeremiah Johnson, which is a movie I just rewatched with Robert Redford, which you must see and basically it's a guy who wants to go and live in the woods. He doesn't know anything about it and he meets people and they teach him. Okay, the end.
0: And Robert Redford's there.
1: And Robert Redford. So, it's about a guy who wants to go and live in the woods and the uh, mounties are talking to him and they're worried because they're thinking he doesn't he doesn't seem like he knows what he's talking it's, about. It's like
0: when one of my kids gets mad said, "I'm I'm going to run away uh-huh. and live on my own." And I'm just like, "You mm. don't you don't even know how to wash your clothes." Um I watched you make a peanut butter sandwich one day. I'm concerned for your life.
1: So this guy disappears, and then some of the natives come through town. They say, hey, someone's like emptying all the traps, and we think it's a crazy person because they've seen it happen before. Somebody gets lost in the wilderness, and then their mind doesn't work, and they just do weird stuff. So they say, hey, maybe you want to check on this guy? And so they go and check on the guy who has built himself a fortress... And starts firing at them, and it turns into a thirty-three-day manhunt. I think three people die, and they still don't know why.
0: So he did know what go, he was doing, but he, but but they're like Bonkers was involved as well.
1: He had imagine it being the year nineteen ten, and you're in the middle of nowhere with two grand on you,
0: which is I mean the equivalent yes. of you know
1: that's a lot, and just tons and tons of ammo tons and uh, fascinating what, the whole story is fascinating and i'm wondering why isn't there a movie and i'm having this inner conversation well is that jeremiah johnson that's well, not really jeremiah johnson but some of it's from I'm jeremiah just
0: johnson. You, what you do you make that movie with brad pitt now because yeah. I'd, I'd watch brad pitt go into the wilderness and uh-huh. i don't know go bonkers like,
1: uh, it's fascinating and it is a piece of history that unfortunately there is no they don't know we don't know who he was. We don't know why he did it, because they ended up killing him, because I think he ended up killing two Mounties and whatnot. And uh, he was tracked by a World War I flying ace who... Was
0: played by Tommy Lee Jones.
1: Was part of the shooting down of the Red Baron... Okay. That's what I'm
0: like, don't you want to see Tommy Lee Jones play that?
1: I do. So, fascinating story. Had no idea it existed. And this is what this guy does. He researches it. He's excited to tell you about it. If you thought learning about bananas was boring, it is not.
0: Well, in the wrong hands. It is. It is.
1: I didn't know Cleopatra had kids that survived and were raised by Mark Antony's widow.
0: No, didn't know that.
1: Uh Just stuff I didn't know. So much so, the more I listen to the history guy, the more I want to learn more, and then I want to learn more. And it's like, give me more, history guy.
0: I mean, to be fair, the history books can only contain so much. Mm -hmm.
1: And he does revisit the Spanish flu of 1918 and why it was called the Spanish flu. He had already done that. And then he did a new one that came out about two months ago and showing how pandemics change the world and just... He's fascinating, and I love him. And he's on YouTube and Facebook and whatnot. Lance Geiger, it is the history guy because that's history,
0: worth remembering. Does it? He almost sounds sounds like an evil villain. <laughs> Very well, Lance and, Geiger. And he
1: does have a cat. You're listening to Binge or Cringe, brought to you by Hinson Oakley Family Dentistry. Jane Allen talking with Adam Cravens about what is worth streaming, and there is a lot. Now I alluded to it in our other show, but on demand. I want to make sure I say it correctly, because I know you're going to run, and, and you're going to want to do this. I know it's important to you. Uh, Pauly Shore has a new movie.
0: It um, feels less important than the implication was given.
1: Polly Shore has a new movie, and it's called the guest house
0: all right because the only way i was going to assume anybody was going to care if it was goofy movie 2
1: no No. uh it's the guest house and it is available for streaming and uh, it's it's got some people in it you may recognize But
0: is it free to stream or do i have to pay for it i'm
1: trying to look and see where it is
0: because i saw
1: the trailer and it I mean, you, you know, see, it, I think it was. It's made by a, a large film company. I just remember which one. It's did, not like Paulie made it on his
0: phone. Did, I mean, did they know that they were making a Paulie short yes, movie? Yes, like, very much. Did so. they mean to? They did. It wasn't like Bowfinger, where they're they're kind of accidentally making a movie and tricking oh, people into Bowfinger. being into. Like, oh, I love that. Is movie. it like that?
1: No, it is. It sounds like your classic eighties type of. It's not Revenge of the Nerds. It's Revenge of the Geeky Guys and a young couple. Moves into a beautiful house, but there's just one catch. There's a guest house on the property, and
0: that guest is Polly Shore. There, I'm. Are you sure that movie wasn't made in the '90s? Because you just described a movie that I, I don't know conclusively that was made in the '90s. See? But that sounds like the plot to a Sinbad movie at Doesn't least.
1: It? So this time it's Polly Shore, and it's everything you could imagine from what I saw in the trailer. I did feel like I'd seen the movie, and uh, it looked like. It was inexpensive to make because they're they're in this beautiful house with a pool, and that's pretty much where they seem to be the whole time. So way to go I, on that.
0: Now, if you wanted me to watch the film, there's a couple of things I would change. Mm-hmm. A, um, Polly Shore isn't in it. B, Kevin Hart is in it. C. Uh, Dwayne Johnson is the person that rents or buys the house, and Kevin Hart has to live in his guest house. Now I'm watching it. Now I'm going to the theater to watch it, and I'm probably buying the Blu-ray or the DVD whenever it comes out.
1: Wow. So, in the same vein, kind of, sort of, you can watch Bill and Ted Face the Music, and it's 1999 on YouTube. And uh, it's also it's also in Google Play. So... You can pay 30 bucks for Mulan. You can pay 20 bucks for Bill & Ted. I don't know how much you have to pay for the Polly Shore movie. But there are things. How much
0: do I have to pay not to watch it? <laughs> like, what's, what's the price ranges there? Like, if, if I promise not to watch it in SD or HD, like...
1: Yeah, I'll bring down the room now. Apparently, in the past couple of years, both his parents died, his sister died, and his best friend died in like a two-year span. And well, so, well,
0: I didn't want that to happen. No, I just, I just don't want to watch a movie. Like, <laughs> I don't. He doesn't have to eat at my table. Like, I don't want him to go hungry. Like, I just don't want to see him. That's all.
1: And there you have it. Um. So he moved to Vegas, and he's just trying to find
0: joy in life. I don't think that's where you find it. I'm. I'm pretty sure that Las Vegas is not. Someone. Someone lied to him. Somebody. He must have read one of those. Like. Error, error Bibles. They've <laughs> they have, they've got the the Poly Shore, Air Las Vegas is not joy Bible.
1: So that is available for your streaming, and I will be watching Mulan because it looks cool. I agree. Yeah, it really but,
0: is. But I will probably wait until, like, the home release so that I, I can... I want the, to, but I feel physical. I have to. Like, I just... I can justify, like, a $20, 30 purchase if, like, I'm getting the disc and the digital. I can own it forever easy. But, like, I just, I love Bill and Ted, but I, I can't rent a movie for $20. Like, I just, I cannot do it. I can't.
1: Yeah. Unless it was Tenet.
0: There could be an argument, made, or a Back to the Future. for Like, yeah, you can, can make argument. argument. I'm just saying, like, those two films have not enticed me to spend $50 between the two of them to watch them.
1: What if they took... Parts of Back to the Future, and put it into Tenant.
0: It would, it would be a really weird comedy-slash-drama-slash-like-thriller. Huh. Like, huh. I
1: don't know. I'd I be don't... like,
0: this, this, this feels like it's from an entirely separate film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> this, so anyway, the aspect
0: ratio isn't even the same in some of these scenes.
1: So anyway, there's lots and lots and lots for you to stream that is new. And I am curious, business-wise, to find out how Disney is counting their pile of money from Mulan. And is it going to drastically change? Because of how Tenant, I don't know how long Tenant's going to be out before that can be streamed.
0: Well, I mean, there's there's only like I don't know three or four real like new movies Mm -hmm. in the theater, and like I'm going to say most of your multiplexes are like between ten and twelve. Like I don't know what the next big release is. Like Tenant is. Well, I think the
1: Bond movie is November first week of November. I mean, that's what
0: you're talking about movies where they're like. And Wonder Woman's October. Do you remember the last time you got to see a film like really play for a month? Oh no. I mean it's a week, like you're you're getting like you know December or November or like but they're not stacked one right on top of mm-hmm. the other right now because I think studios are afraid of like kind of losing their the golden time to release it um And I don't, there, there's no like data. There's no like, well, this is like, you know, that summer in 19 or, you know, that, that winter in 1988 when it snowed real hard. Like nobody, nobody knows like how this bounces back. If it bounces back, like how do we maximize like the money that we've spent on this? Like, I I don't know, but I, I I can't imagine that like tenants coming out next week, like as far as like coming out of the theater. Mm -hmm. Like I would, I would say at least in the current situation, it gets to play longer than you know your your average window for it.
1: One would think.
0: I would, I would assume. One would think,
1: and and I assume uh, Jurassic Park and those other movies, the older movies, are still in the theater.
0: I mean, you've got to fill it out. Like, yeah. it's not Jurassic Park, but yeah, they're still playing like
1: classic, not other, classic, but other other blockbusters that have, have from have, yesteryear have
0: made have made their money. Like, all right, yeah.
1: So that's nice. Anyway, The History Guy, that's my big watch. And I cannot speak highly enough about it. So i go back and forth between The History Guy and Bailey Sarian. History Guy. Sarian. Oh, oh, so excited. Anyway, thanks for listening to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm...
0: You've been listening to Binge or Cringe. Download your favorites and keep up with new episodes in the Hints and Oakley Podcast Center.